Hello, hello out there in podcast land. It's your boy Eddie here with EAC Speaks, and I am so excited for this episode. Today, we have none other than the host for Prep for the Night, Dwayne. Hi. Hey, Dwayne. How are you? I'm wonderful, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing fabulous, darling. Fabulous. Can you tell the people a little bit more about yourself? Well, my name is Dwayne. As stated, I am the host of Prep for the Night. Um, I'm a little 25-year-old out here in this world being fabulous and representing for all of us who are HIV positive, showing people that, you know, we're not dying. Like, I have some of the most life you will ever see in a person. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We know that you definitely live life. And you mentioned that you were the host of Prep for the Night. Tell me a little bit more about Prep for the Night. So Prep for the Night is a, po- a podcast spinoff, technically, of the Engaging Arkansas Community EAC Speaks podcast, where I thought I would get a little bit more down and dirty with the girls. Mm. You know, we, we talk a little more less candid. Uh, we, we, we don't filter what we say on there. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't play around. I like to get dirty with the girls. Like, I want to get all in your business. I love it. <laughs> so just how y'all found EAC Speaks, you can find Prep for the Night, baby. And it is a key for show. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I know one thing that happened for me was I gained a lot of inspiration from hosting EAC Speaks. Um, what inspiration have you gained from hosting Prep for the Night? Let me tell you. Um, hosting that po- Prep for the Night, it, it kind of how do I say it sparks a lot of my creativity as far as like where I go when I do because I also do EAC social media um, their posts um, so it helps me with what I'm going to post for that month uh, knowing what people want to see because if I go off just what I know I'm pretty limited in a, in a way because I'm new as, as far as what I tell people I'm new to being actually positive it's only been a year for me uh, so hearing other people's experience I get to see well okay this is what I need to talk about to reach this dem- demographic of people or uh, this section of people like it helps me navigate how I'm going to present what EAC is about I must say you're absolutely doing a wonderful wonderful job thank you so if well, tell me about some of the topics. That's what I want to know. What have been some of the juicy <laughs> for you? <laughs> it ranges. I think the last one was like knocking boots and something. Knocking boots and something, child. We we try to spice it up and you know get people's attention. So the last one we talked about knocking boots, which in short we wanted to. I wanted to know how. Uh, other gay men in my community are navigating the community as far as sex and we talked a little bit about uh, sex workers because I know a lot of sex workers and a lot I saw something online where a guy was positive um, he was out doing what he does and people were judging him for it but what those people didn't know about him was that he also spoke highly about you know wanting people to test get tested every month or every couple of weeks however he he was doing it he was always being sex positive but he was pushing people to know their status as well like people only saw one side of him and i didn't like that so i made that the topic of that podcast so i'm very 
I keep my eyes in these tweets. Let's just say that. I love it. <laughs> What's the importance of being sex positive when we're talking about HIV? That's something that doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion. People, and, and I'm saying this based off of uh, just experiences I've heard, heard people talk about, people feel like when they're testing, they test positive, that that means they shouldn't have sex anymore. Mm-hmm. And and that's, that's not the way to think about it. If you enjoy sex before, keep enjoying it. Just make sure your health comes first, you know? So I think being sex positive is very important because we don't need to stop living our lives just because people think that we should, you know? Yeah, I absolutely believe that because I remember when I would test people and the results would come back positive, the first thing, or not even the first thing, but the first thing some people would think about would be like, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to have sex. Right. Or you'll call me in about a week or two. (laughs) Exactly. And you'll want to do it. So get that out of your head. Absolutely. I love it. I cannot lie. Um, when I tested positive, the, like the first two days, I was like, oh, my God, I'm never having sex again. Uh, and it wasn't even that. Well, that's another story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought I would never have sex again either. I felt like a victim and I just never wanted to be touched. I was in a relationship at the time and he felt the impact of that. Like I, just, I did not want to be touched for months. But I had, to, I had to snap myself out of that because it was not my fault. Like I didn't. I didn't do this intentionally. I didn't become positive intentionally. Right. It's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. When you're thinking about the podcast, if you could have any special guest in the world, who would it be that you would want on Prep for the Night? Oh, I was just thinking about this the other night and I knew exactly who I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) And it has now slipped my mind. But one person I have always wanted to have this conversation with because I admire what I've seen her do even before I was positive um, is Journey uh, was is it Smollett? Journey yeah. Smollett? Uh-huh. I love what she's done with um, the girl Oh, all these names just slipped my mind but it was the little girl that was positive uh, at a young age and uh, Journey started working with her at a young age when she saw her on TV and so she became like an ally for her and they've worked together since I admire okay. that so much Heidi of Broadband Heidi, yes, that's her name yes, absolutely love them that would be cool, Journey is awesome and she's oh, she's, a- she's brilliant I love her and everything she does that is awesome so, you mentioned that it's only been about a year since you first found out mm-hmm. um, Talk to me about what was that response for you? I know you didn't want to be touched, but what was it for you? Oh, child. Okay, so <laughs> uh, when I tested positive, I was actually in the middle of work when I got the call. Uh, I had just clocked in. Uh, so for me, all that was going through my head when the doctor called me, and that was one thing looking back and uh, I, that I hate is that I got the call over the phone. It would have been different if I had got it in person. I would have probably took it a little different. But, you know, you don't know, and that's something doctors need to know. You don't know what people are in the middle of doing when you give them these news. Mm-hmm. So, I literally dropped everything I was doing. I got in the car. I didn't know where I was going or what I wanted to do. I told my mom after reflecting on that day, like, I really was just hoping I would die somehow. You know, I hate to be so serious about it, but that's what I thought. You know, I wanted to die. I could not believe this happened to me. This was something I 
was scared that it was gonna happen my whole life. People told me if you're gay, you're gonna be HIV positive. Well, they told me AIDS at the time. The people mm-hmm. skip over HIV and go straight to AIDS. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I didn't know what my life was gonna be like. Uh, no one was gonna wanna date me. I just was scared. Yeah. What was your deciding factor to kind of like hop into working in the field? Well, what made me want to get in the field is like on the third day, that's when I snapped out of it and was like, you know what? I have nothing to be sad about because I'd had what I like to say, three very special people in my life before I tested positive come out and tell me that they were positive. And they all told me in such different ways. And I saw their lives and how it affected them. And it made me think like, okay, these people made it through, so can I. You know, one of the mo- the people I credit the most is my, is an ex of mine. Uh, I just love the words he told me. When he told me he was positive, he cried. And I asked him, I was like, how did you get through it? And he said, all I kept telling myself is he said, I laughed. And I said, the devil really thought he had me. And I was like, wow. You know what? The devil really did think he had me in that moment, and he almost did. Mm-hmm. I I think on that every day when I think I'm having a bad day, and I say, no, no, I'm not. So yeah. that was a deciding factor for me. I was like, no, girl, let's go to work. <laughs> let, let's help people who are feeling the same way you felt two days ago. I love that. <laughs> it's been a ride, like a, a awesome journey for you, huh? It really has. My life has completely turned around since I one embraced it and since I've been positive my life is different like I'm not only in the field of you know helping with HIV prevention and awareness I also work in the social work field so I've now found my passion of what I want to do which is something I've been spiraling trying to do for years but I know what I love doing now and I'm I'm in that field and it feels so amazing Yes. Doesn't it feel good when you can find like purpose in the work? Yes. Yes, God. I kind of envision myself like a Wendy Williams show. (laughs) (laughs) Because Wendy is the GOAT. So there's no fear at all. It kind of just flows naturally. I'm one of those people who, who think that you don't have to make things so serious. I've always told myself that. Take the seriousness out of it. We are all human. You know, yeah. so that's why I wanted to make a, a less, I, I call it the less serious version of things. And I just want people to let their hair down. Like sometimes when people get on the show, the first thing they ask me is, am I allowed to say this? Can I say this? Girl, yes. Just speak however you want to. I want you to use all the language you use. You know, if it's something that's too bad that we got to take it out, baby, I know how to edit. It's fine. <laughs> but I, I, love that. That I want people to feel my fearlessness when they're on the show. Yeah, the podcast has definitely been um, an eye-opening experience because people are sometimes afraid, mm-hmm. but I'm always like, just take it easy. Let's just talk. We're having a conversation. So I get that, Wendy Williams. Yes, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> her podcast, too. I know. I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. Because when they said she wasn't doing the show anymore, I literally almost cried. I was like, what? She's been there for years. Yes, Wendy was a staple of my mornings during the week, okay? You know what? You can tell, too. It's all of your personality. And I love the videos and things you do. Like, you brighten my day. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. So speaking of social media, um, uh-huh. how do you use social media to help spread awareness or to get your message out there? So, 
let's go back to that sex worker conversation. Mm-hmm. Not that I identify as a sex worker, but I have a body and I love using it. So, with that being said, sometimes I, you know, I get the girls jammed up and I get them excited and then I throw in there, bam! HIV is not nothing to be terrified of. And they're like, wow, okay, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. It's just like recently, uh, I had a tweet right after <laughs> I went through um, a series of posting, you know, pictures and getting people riled up. And then out of nowhere, that tweet came and it blew up. I think it had like 18,000 retweets and 20,000 plus likes on it. I was like, wow, okay. So I use my social media as I express myself, but I also incorporate the things that are important to me. So I use my music sometimes uh, to get people to see things. I'll use my music over the um, captions or like a screenshot or a poster of the work of a promo, like a testing event. I'll use a testing event and put my music over it. So I incorporate it in every way possible. That's great. And that's one of the um, easiest ways I see to like get the message across. Cause just like how you went viral, that mm-hmm. was something that many, many, many people got to see outside of just the folks who retweeted or- Exactly. So it was an amazing message anyway. I absolutely love it. Thank you. Someone even hit me up um, two days ago and they posted the tweet uh, on one of their articles or something. They asked if it was okay if they credited me. And I was like, well, you know, all I did was state the truth. But I mean, sure, I'm (laughs) glad that it's being seen even further. And we did Escalate Training in L.A. Okay. With NMAC. Yes, it was so much fun. Can you tell the people a little bit more about what y'all got to do? I just saw a free trip to LA and I was like yeah (laughs) but then we got there and lo and behold it was so emotional we got to reflect on a lot of things that you don't think about in your day to day Uh, a lot of us were HIV positive but all of us work in the field so uh, the training helped us look at our lives and how we were privileged in ways that we thought we weren't Uh, so one way to be able to be successful in your field is to take away your privileges that's how you connect to people so they helped us look at that we got to look at the um, demographic of people who suffered the most Uh, we saw uh, statistics Um, we defined some things I had never heard of before like uh, active bystanders and all of that like it was really amazing they woke me up to so much that i ignored and did not know that i was ignoring Um, i think we all kind of had like a culture shock where we just was like wow okay so now we need to hit the ground running because one thing before you leave the event is you have to put together an action plan Mm. so we now have a plan of things we're gonna try to do better in the community or you know work better at being more active in i even i'm one of those people who don't cry like i try not to cry when i see other people cry i'm i tell my mom all the time i'm gonna thug it out (laughs) (laughs) but on the like fourth day it got it got me they got me eddie i love i I was in there boohooing with the girls (laughs) i was like wow you know it's so many people in this room who feel like they aren't heard and to see yourself put on display like that it, w- it was really eye-opening so 
I think the training, it, 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 they're going to do it in so many other states. I think the next one's in New, uh, New Orleans, or it already happened. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're going around, and they're actually interested in uh, more people. So if anyone's interested in being a part of that in Mac is looking for you know people to reach out to them and say hey you know i think my community would benefit from having this training in the community they're open to doing that so if anyone's ever interested in doing that i think that's really great because since i've gotten back not only did it help in the hiv awareness and prevention field i've been able to take it back into my social work field and apply it into my other job as well so it's very important i i love what they do that's great and i'm so glad you got to go because in my nine to five i also work with the elevate program i love everything you guys do it's so beautiful and so when we're talking about getting back in arkansas and having that culture shock so what are some of the actions that you think that you'll be able to take um well one thing for sure like i said being a more active you know, bystander and not a, uh, what was it, active and passive bystander, I think. I can't remember. Um, being more active uh, is, is one of my goals because sometimes I do see things and I, I just let it go by because we have a fear of not wanting to rally people or start any drama. You, you never know where things can turn, especially in our day and age where people are getting shot left and right. You, you, you want to be smart with where you uh, interject yourself. So one thing that I want to be more uh, better at is how active I am in the community. So I've, I've been setting goals for myself to, to go here and, and be able to speak with these people here. I want to be able to correct the wrongs that I'm seeing uh, that our people are just letting go by. So never be afraid to speak up is one thing I'm, I'm learning. You know, yeah. just because we're friends or we grew up together, it's okay. I can teach you the right and wrongs. I think that is amazing because when we think about eradicating stigma, especially Uh like Arkansas, we have to be able to normalize the conversation. So being able to speak about it, just like you said, giving the right information when there's so much misinformation that's spread. Yes. It's important to end stigma because stigma is holding us back from... uh, from ending this epidemic mm-hmm. you know if, if we don't stop the stigma people are going to continue to think okay uh stigma scares people away from knowing their true health you know the stigma of things are keeping people from being healthy mm-hmm. so if we don't end the stigma we cannot end the epidemic yeah i totally believe that there are so many elements of ending the HIV epidemic to where stigma is one of the biggest parts of it. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to talk about that. We have to be able to host podcasts like EAC Speaks and Prep for the Night and to reach a different demographic because just like you said, there are so many people who don't get this information and aren't privy to it. So by allowing innovative ideas and not even innovative, because podcasting has been around forever, but forever wing organizations to speak on HIV in their communities is kind of like changing the game. So shout out to EAC for that. Shout out to EAC because before EAC, I really did feel like, and, and this wasn't even just me as an HIV positive um, individual, 
I feel like there were a lot of people not represented. And with these podcasts, I see a lot of representation. We even have, there's one um, prep for the night now in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I never thought when I mentioned this idea that there will be one in Spanish. So that's really awesome. Look at you changing the game, setting the trends, baby. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think that we can engage other young people in Arkansas that are living with HIV? It starts with your friends. You know, it starts with your family. People, one thing about it, we don't take word from strangers. You know, mm-hmm. we can we can see a stranger say, oh, my God, hey, guys, you need to get tested because of this. OK, we heard you. But are we going to take action unless we know someone we know is going through it? So relatability is a big leader in getting people to do something. So, for instance, me, it, we, I, we don't have to be friends, but you knew me. Oh, I knew Dwayne, you know, back in school. He was this key. He was this. He was smart. I'm going to brag on myself. I was intelligent. Beautiful. Yeah. He was all of that. But he's HIV positive and he's still going like, okay, so maybe I should go get tested too. It worked. His benefit. He's healthy. He's happy. Maybe it's okay for me to go get tested too. So word of mouth. That's how we engage people. We can't post uh, book texts. Textbooks do not get people active. Right. Right. And all the times, like flyers, they're great. But I think a more personal approach is those boots on the ground. And like, yes, it does start with your friends because that's how I actually got in the field. A friend told me about an organization that um, was hosting like an intervention. And mm-hmm. so, okay, you know, I'll go. And this thing you know, which was leading <laughs> it happens that way <laughs> I uh my caseworker I believe I actually okay so I have a friend that works in the company that uh did my caseworking when I was positive you know helped me get my medicine and all that uh but it was actually my caseworker who told me about the company and then me applying for that company led me to EAC so it was like a trickle of things (laughs) so yes word of mouth speak up speak up and that's why it's important to keep speaking about these topics and not being afraid to ask questions because I'm I'm sure you're similar to me where you're not opposed to people asking questions not at all you know I'm an open book Whatever you'd like to know, I will share because me sharing will help someone else. That's what I believe as well. We are out here to help each other. Yep. And supporting each other. So talk to me about the support. Like, what is it? What's the importance of having support while living with HIV? Oh, that that S word there. That's a strong (laughs) word. (laughs) You know, the lack of support used to really eat me up, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it takes really, really finding your niche to know where your support is actually going to come from. You know, we can expect our family and friends to be our supporters first. That's not always the case. Sometimes it is a stranger. You know, I've come to find out with a lot of things that I've done that it's been a stranger that has supported me first. So be open to support, you know, mm-hmm. don't just limit it to, oh, I need my friends to support me first. No, just be open to support. Yeah. And I think you build your tribe that way. So yes, that's one thing that I've done in the past two or three years is 
allowing support from other folks because I was the one who believed, you know, I got a lot of friends. Yeah, right. They're always here for me, but not all the time do you get that type of support. And there's a different perspective with someone from the outside. So I think that's a very important message you just gave. Amen. So I know you do social work. I know you're on Twitter and social media. Mm -hmm. What are some of your other passions outside of HIV advocacy? I am also a musical artist, a recording artist. I love writing music. I am also a um, professionally trained dancer. I've danced for 12 years. Yeah. So those are two major um, passions that people don't know about in my adulthood so much. They know about the music now, but dance has kind of took a backseat. But dance was my first love. (laughs) So where can the people find some of your music? You can find me on all streaming sites. I go by the stage name Genie. That's just uh, G E N. Uh, exclamation mark and a E and I'm giving the girls the pink effect <laughs> <laughs> not just your basic baby <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so what tell what so I know you use some of your like HIV stuff for your inspiration but what has been like the biggest inspiration for you in music having a a lane a way to express myself Mm -hmm. uh younger you know growing up people people see me now and they think i'm a very well communicative person uh they think i'm well spoken people think i communicate very well but i haven't always been that way um up until like 2018 i was the really quiet shy kid who didn't want to speak in front of people i was i would literally throw up if i had to talk to people (laughs) (laughs) and it's a completely different person from who i am now but music helped me do that so music helps me get things out i love that because just like you i was also this shy kid (laughs) going to philander kind of threw me out into the street of being an extrovert so i was like i would only read i mean i would only speak up if i was reading in class i mm-hmm. see the only time you would get me to speak up and i so wouldn't even do that so up. kudos to you <laughs> <laughs> but my dream was to be a reporter and so now i get to live my dream yes. thing see how life comes around full circle <laughs> full circle <laughs> So, Dwayne, I want you to tell the people, like, these are parting words, because I'm sure you'll be back on EAC Speaks. Yes, but yes, do you yes. have any words for the people before we end today's episode? Um, I just want to end with not, I know it's cliche, but love yourself. That, that's, that's the number one rule in life. Love yourself. There's so much you can gain from loving yourself. I had to learn that. It took me loving myself to figure out who I was figure out what I liked, figure out how to express myself, figure out how to take care of myself. Loving yourself comes first. I love that too. I'm writing this down because I'm probably going to be quoting (laughs) tweets later. So be on the lookout for that. (laughs) Again, Dwayne, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times for joining me on EAC Speaks. I'm super happy that you were able to join me. I'm so glad that you were able to work around. I know both of our schedules is crazy, child. This was uh, th- this was something, but I really love that we finally got to speak 
too, because it's our first time speaking on the phone, I believe. It is. Outside of like the little Zoom we were on. So Oh, I'll be back. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for having me. Of course. And definitely everybody check out Prep for the Night on all podcasting platforms. Check out Genie on your music streaming platforms. And if you want to be a guest on EAC Speaks, hit us up at info at engagingarkansas.org. And this is EA Speaks, where we're always epic, empowering, preventing, innovating, and connecting. Talk to y'all later. Bye. The EAC Speaks podcast is partially supported by the Arkansas Department of Health through a grant funded in part by the CDC. All discussion is solely the responsibility of each participant and doesn't necessarily represent the official views of Engaging Arkansas Communities, the Arkansas Department of Health, CDC, or the U.S. government.